Hi everybody, I'm Jen Johnson and you are watching Thought by Thought Healing where I get on here and talk about everything related to reversing chronic pain and other symptoms. I come at this from a Christian perspective and so if that's important to you then you should subscribe. I'm a chronic pain coach and I help people understand their symptoms through understanding the mind-body connection or how our emotions and our thoughts, subconscious and conscious, play out through our nervous systems and through our physiology and therefore cause all sorts of symptoms. And today I'm going to talk about this idea of self-love that is gaining momentum and very popular right now and has been for a while. There is a woman in India named Shama Bindu and she just married herself. She does not see a need for anybody else and she married herself. And so the question is, first of all, as Christians, do we partake in this idea of self-love, self-adoration, self-esteem? And what does this have to do with chronic pain? And why am I, Jen, talking about this? So I'm going to answer the second question first. What does the concepts behind self-love, and I did use that language purposely. What does the concepts behind self-love have to do with chronic pain and reversing symptoms? And here's my answer. Everything. This is a very important concept. This is very important to think about as somebody who's in chronic pain and to start applying it to some of your conscious, but even more important, subconscious thoughts. I have spent a lot of time praying and thinking about this concept over the last month and have delayed producing this one because I wanted to be sure about what I had to say about this and I feel really good about it now. So here we go. Why does it matter when it comes to chronic pain? Why does self-esteem or why does uh, self-love have anything to do with chronic symptoms? And the reason for that is because in most, if not all, chronic pain that is neuroplastic, it is based in disempowerment. And here's what I mean by that. We have experienced something in life, whether it's trauma or just sustained um, personality traits or experiences in childhood that uh, were disempowering. The trauma is obviously disempowering or chronic stress in life, which is also disempowering. You can't rise above it. And personality traits, all these things that basically are a power over us that we feel disempowered by and so reversing chronic pain is learning to move beyond, to conquer, to get over, to get out of, to let go of, and to rebalance the nervous system in response to this disempowerment. When we are disempowered, let's just look at trauma. You experience something that is traumatic and we respond by fear, anger, shame. One of these distressing emotions that engages the autonomic nervous system and the stress response in the body, whether it's fight, flight, fawn, or freeze, and our physiology becomes active and it remains active until that thing is resolved in our brains. And what has happened is our brains have become disempowered. And so when we're looking at self-love, we are looking at empowerment. We're looking at realizing and looking in the mirror and saying, I like me, I like myself, I don't need others. Um, fill in the blanks there. There's a lot of IMs that are applied to the self-move, self-esteem movement. And so, yes, it does fight chronic pain. Self-esteem and self-power 
does get you over and beyond. It conquers, it lets go, it moves on. This is why the mind-body connection is powerful, not just for Christians, but for all people. If you can find empowerment, then you can often rise above your symptoms for whatever reason your symptoms are there, which is a whole nother subject. So as Christians, do I get to partake in this self-love? Well, first we have to look at self-love. What is it? it? It's giving us identity. It's giving us value. It's giving us worth, approval. But let's flip that and look at people-pleasing. People-pleasing does the same thing. It's getting your approval, your worth, your value from me trying really hard to impress other people to the point that most of the time, subconsciously, it is fear-motivated because we're, our safety is based on that approval. And yes, safety has a very important role in understanding the mind-body connection and chronic pain when we do not feel safe emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually, the brain through fMRI imaging shows that it sends the same pain symptoms as if we were in an injury. And so we are looking at the empowerment and getting over these emotional spiritual traumas and we can get that so we can get that self-empowerment through people pleasing through the approval through likes through people saying you're so godly you're so wonderful this happens in christian culture too so both of those things are getting your approval your identity and your empowerment um not from God, right? So the self is from self, which is interesting because my love, my self-love comes from self. That's an interesting loop. And in a perfect world, if we were perfect, we would always love ourselves and it would be sufficient. But the problem is, is that I am human and some days I wake up and I do not like myself for many different reasons. My reasons would be different than your reasons, but let's say I made a mistake and all of a sudden I view myself as a big fat mistake. Or maybe I don't like my body this day and I wake up thinking I'm ugly. Or I said something really stupid yesterday, which happens a lot, and then that becomes my identity. And that loop of self-love and identity is broken. It's fragile. It was puffed up to begin with, and now it's not consistent and reliable. Same when we get our approval, our identity, our worth, our empowerment from the world. At some point in time, they will turn on you. They will not like your videos. They will not talk um, highly of you. There will be many ways that all of a sudden your identity is on shaky grounds if your identity and your value is coming from outside of you and from the world. So those are the two, there's a, those are two, um, f- what I believe to be flawed ways of finding true value and true safety, which is what we are looking at with chronic pain. Where's the true safety, which is interesting because that bring us, brings up the word salvation, but I'm not going to go into that today. But so now I've said these two things aren't incredibly reliable. That's the word. They're not reliable. But so what does that mean then as Christians, if we're looking at disempowerment, we're looking at trauma, we're looking at chronic stress where um, 
many different ways that we can experience um, the inability to move beyond or get over or be stronger than whatever we are facing. And the answer to that is our identity being in Christ. And so I believe self-love, if you will, as a Christian, the most effective way to love yourself is to reflect and protect the identity that God has given us. And that, I think, is what we are doing when we get out of chronic pain as Christians. We're not looking for self-love. We're looking for how do I how do I reflect and protect this identity that God has given me out of abundance and his love for me? How do I do that? And so I have spent a lot of time thinking about what I think this means. This this dives a little bit into the realm of boundaries, which are there in order to reflect and protect the identity God has given us. And I think one day I'll probably do a whole episode on boundaries because I know that's also uh, a subject that people have questions around. But today I want to just focus on what does it mean when we're talking about self-love, how do I, how do I um, protect and reflect this, this identity, this value, this worth? Um, all the things that he says about me, the fruits of the spirit, the empowerment, the spirit of love, the spirit of power, the spirit of a calm mind. How, what does that look like in the empowerment? Now, I want to be honest with you that in my own healing journey, this had ups and downs as I figured out what this meant. This means that I fell at times into self-love of choosing to wake up and say, I am powerful and I've got this today. That is true. I I was powerful and I did have it that day, uh, but it is because of the gift that God has given me. And so um, some of these things get a little overlappy, but God's grace is so good. And he just led me through the process to where I am today. And, and it is okay to try to figure out this line of empowerment and what it looks like. So when we are looking at self-love and claiming that identity, I came up with a few categories of ways that we can do this. And so I wrote them down and I'll unpack them, but it is claim it, be known, protect it, reflect it, accept it, and pay attention to your needs. And I'm going to unpack that because that's a little bit, um, that last one is a little, can be a little bit misleading if you don't know what you're looking for. And also before I get into that, I want to talk about another reason why this is important and how it is good for us to know our identity when it comes to the chronic pain, because that is my platform here is the chronic pain. I do not believe we should take advantage of God and his gifts to heal, but his gifts do heal. So we need to know them. So when we're looking at nervous system dysregulation, which is what is happening with chronic pain or symptoms, is that a, a, a regulated nervous system is able to experience stress, things that happen in life, and go into stress mode and then come back eventually and come back online, which means that we come back from being the emotional part of our brain, being what's um, steering the boat, to the prefrontal cortex and our, and our thinking brain being what is in control. But when we are dysregulated, we experience something in life and we never come out of it. We don't come back to ground zero. We don't come back to the prefrontal cortex. The physiology stays low level activated and we remain in um, threat physiology, if you will, 
which is not always easily identifiable, but you are living in this state for too long of time. And when we want to regulate our nervous system, it means that we are able to go through those experiences and then come back to, I'm going to say, empowerment. And what I really mean by that is knowing who I am in Christ and that I do not have to be victim to the situations, the stress, the chronic stress, the the things that are said about me. I do not have to be and remain victim to those things. We're going to have a response. Absolutely. There's no judgment in that. We're human. But being able to have our identity solidly enough in who, um, in Christ and, and what he says about us that we can regulate at that point in time. So how, how do you protect this identity? What does that look like? So we're going to start with the first one I mentioned, which is claim it. And the reason this is important is because this takes time. And so when we're looking at boundaries, we are looking at learning to say no. We as, as a people, but also as Christians, kind of get into this yes culture where we go, 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 and we say yes, and we help everybody and their mother, and we do everything that is fun because that's the world says we should do, and we have so much going on that we do not take the time to know our identity. So this means setting aside quiet time. This means not going to the fun thing on occasion. It means saying no to Netflix and saying yes to quiet time. I will tell you now, Netflix is not going to fill you up and make you healthier. Spending time understanding who you are and what God says about us will. So taking, so so time, this has to do with boundaries and um, uh, engaging with and knowing and being able to claim and see your identity where it is and what he says. So you're wiring yourself with it. It takes time, it takes repetition writing, knowing, repeating. And the other thing is um, is being known. And this also is a time commitment. It is also an emotional vulnerability. For me, this includes things like asking myself questions about how I felt about certain things in my life that I know have just a little bit of a stronghold in or a huge stronghold. And asking yourself questions, how do I feel? How did I feel? What does that emotion feel like in my body? And then sharing that with God. So generally, I do suggest this as writing and allowing God to see your emotions and your feelings so that you are known. There's nothing more loving, speaking of self-love, there's nothing more loving than being known and knowing others. So in this process, you are allowing God to know you. And then I believe we claim what he says about us, which tells us things about him. So we get to know him also in that writing dialogue. That also requires boundaries around time. And that requires boundaries within yourself. And what I mean by that is sometimes I would rather go out dancing or I would rather swing dancing or I would rather um, do something that is an escape route, eating, snacking watching Netflix. I would rather do that than the work of being known because it is vulnerable. But that is a huge part of self-care is letting those emotions come out in a way that they are no longer controlling you. You you no longer are a victim to the past. You're not you're no longer living out of the past when we do this work. So, claim it, your identity be known by God, protect it. So if there are people in your life that challenge you and cause you to believe 
um, lies about yourself, then you may need to create boundaries around them. How much control do you give people? How much power do you give people's voice and voices and opinions about you? Sometimes this does require boundaries. And I know this is one of those controversial things, but sometimes it does require saying no to the influence that people have in your life, whether it's how much time you have around them, if they're in your life at all, whether you you simply create a boundary about whether you believe people when they say things that influence. Sometimes it's not directly about who you are, but it's just the way they talk about life or God or people in general make you reflect on yourself in a way that is not protective of the identity God has given us. Sometimes we do need to create boundaries around that. We definitely need to create boundaries around our own self-talk or self-feeling, how we feel about ourselves. If you become your worst enemy, you are exactly that. You are your worst enemy and then your body and your mind are no longer safe to yourself. This is true. When you talk negatively about yourself, then it sets off your physiology in the same way, if if not more powerful than somebody else talking about you. And so we need to protect that identity by limiting voices that we are not empowered. Some people have the ability to hear something and and say, no, that is not true. But if you're not strong enough to do that, then question, is this a good relationship for me? You obviously cannot get away from your own voice. So cultivating a voice that is powerful in his power and who he says you are, that is the, um, that's a really important piece of this. Reflect it. When we are reflecting the identity that he's given us, we are living out of it abundantly. This means it's not just something we claim, it is something we own. And that means when, when we've done all this other stuff, um, which we go back and forth, right? We do like emotional work. We reclaim identity. We spend time in the word. And we also live out of the joy that he's giving us, the double portion, if you will, that he's giving us. Um, and we live abundantly. We look for the passions and the things that he has given us. There's a whole neuroscience piece around this and what this laughter and joy, which is also scriptural, and what it does for reversing the pain um, in the nerve pathways. It actually takes the energy in the brain that's going towards the, the pain circuits in your body and your brain, moves the energy towards joy and love, which are healing. So living abundantly is a part of the cycle of healing from chronic pain. Accepting it when it comes to shame and guilt and grace, it is a big part of healing is is learning to accept that. And that can be really hard depending on how you, the lens you use to analyze scripture and the voices that you hear around you and your own toxic voice that self-condemns. And in Psalm 139, David is talking about how it is God that judges, not me. And so we want to leave the judging to God. And, and not do this self-critical, what if that mistake, you know, was such a big deal that I'm going to lose a friend. I don't know. That was probably a bad example. But we don't want our self-critical voice to be louder than the grace that God has given us, especially when we're talking about mistakes that we made and the fact that we are human and sometimes make silly blunders. And it's also true when we're talking about intentional sin, that he, that his grace is acceptable 
We, we accept his grace. When we continue to reject it, we live then in the disempowerment and we live in victimhood to the sin we committed instead of accepting the power, accepting the love, accepting the forgiveness that he gives us. And then the last thing that I mentioned was paying attention to your needs. And this is, these are all things that I consider to be self-love as in, and I'm just using that word because it's the world's word right now. The self-love that is the most loving thing you can do and for yourself. And it's all through Christ. And the sixth one is um, a little bit different, but it's the idea of paying attention to what your body needs. And that can be physical, emotional, spiritual, um, mental. What are what are the needs? Are you are you? And we don't want to pay attention to our symptoms. That's different. The symptoms are going to tell you you're not safe and you shouldn't do anything. But we don't. So we don't want to listen to the symptoms and their fear. We want to look logically at our life and say, Am I tired because there's too much going on, or am I tired because my body is afraid of being rejected, or? Um, am I needing to rest because my feet hurt because I'm afraid of being judged or because I have just been at the fair for 12 hours and my feet hurt and I need to rest? Looking at what is logically happening. Am I in need of quiet time because a lot has happened in my life and I haven't had time to be known by God and I haven't taken the time to know him and be in that relationship with him? Paying attention to your basic needs is an important part of healing. And I know for some people that is quite a sacrifice because I know there's families and things going on. But taking the time to listen and make the space for stewarding the mind and the body and the spirit that God has given you is really, really important. So that's my take on quote-unquote self-love. It is basically just... Um, protecting and reflecting the identity that God has given you and taking the time to do that is the most loving thing that you can do for yourself. And it is the loving thing that God has given us, that identity. So I hope that's helpful for you guys. Um, If you enjoyed this video, go ahead and give it a like. I would appreciate that. And check out my website, thoughtbythoughthealing.com. And also you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, and also I just took this YouTube channel and put it on podcast platforms. So if you would rather listen to me than watch, I know that's oftentimes way more convenient than you should definitely do that. All right, you guys, thanks so much. And I will see you next week. Bye.